You're listening to the Renew Life Church podcast. We hope this message inspires you and challenges you to become a true disciple of Jesus. To find out more about us, go to renewlifechurch.com. Good morning, Renew Life Church. You guys okay? Man, y'all are shouting. I love it. I love it. It was like a roar. So cool. Uh, I'm really excited to be here. I hope you had a wonderful uh, Thanksgiving. Everybody okay? Still full? <laughs> yes? Okay, great. Um, we, we had a good one. My, my wife and I actually got to host for the first time this year in our own home, and uh, it was pretty exciting. We had, uh, we had a lot of people show up. <laughs> it was great. We had, like, you know, our actual family. We had, like, adopted family. We had RLC family. We had family we didn't know was coming. <laughs> It was great. It was so much fun. There was a lot of people. There were two turkeys and a ham and a brisket and I think enough leftovers for each disciple to have a basket. I feel. Um, I, uh, I really love this time of year. I think it's really wonderful to, to celebrate Thanksgiving. I think it's really wonderful to get together around the holidays. For me, it's a, it's a treat because of, well, I'll just tell you, like, I lived away for about 17 years, I, I moved off. I was in Lubbock, and then I was in Georgia, and then I was overseas, and I missed lots of Thanksgivings and lots of Christmases, and uh, you don't really know what you're missing and what's, what you, uh, uh, what's gone until you don't have it, you know? And uh, so I kind of like, by default, through that perspective, learned to be grateful for family and to be, uh, to ch- cherish the connections. And so this time of year is nice for me, and I know that that's, Maybe not true about everybody, you know? Like there's probably people in this room that uh, don't enjoy the holidays because uh, family is tough, you know, the tough situations or you're missing someone or your situation is not as life-giving. And um, I understand that. I'm, I just, well, here's what we did. Sarah and I had Thanksgiving in our home and we, we did it how we thought we should do it. Like we took the time to lay hands on every single person that ate in our home. And we prayed for them. And I read the scriptures. And I, and I just, like, made it, made it mine. You know, like, not in a weird way, but, like, it, this is my chance. You know what I'm saying? And if, if I could give that to you, like, maybe, maybe the Lord is stirring you in this moment because you're here. Like what Cody was just saying, you're here. You made the, the choice to be in the house of God, to come and be ministered to by him. Maybe it's your turn to make your family the way you wish it would be. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I, because why not? You know, like, I, they're in my house, so here we go, doing it this way, you know? And, and I know it, was a, it doesn't have to be weird, but it, it can be whole, you know? And uh, I'll just give you that for free. If you want that, you can take it. Like, it's, it's your turn. You know, make it what you want it to be. And that, that uh, perspective has taught me a lot of gratitude, honestly, um, to be grateful for things that you would normally complain about, you know, because <laughs> it's easy to complain. Um, I mean, there's parents in the room, I'm sure, that you uh, know how to be grateful now because of, ki- of children, you know, <laughs> like you're grateful for sleep, you know, you're grateful for um, babysitters, you know, or noise-canceling headphones, you know, or door locks, <laughs> or boarding schools, or no, I'm thinking out loud now, Sorry. Um, you know, that, 
the holiday is called Thanksgiving, and I think the original intention was to give thanks. I don't know if we do that as much as we used to, but if I could kind of hijack this morning and talk about that, is that all right with you? Like, I just want to focus on gratitude uh, in a sermon or a message entitled Gratitude Matters, um, and I just want to really kind of try to pull together the scriptures for you and show you why it's a game changer, why it should be in your life. Um, so let's pray. Is that all right? I feel nervous. I don't know why. Ugh. All right. Jesus, you are already here. And so I'm not going to step out of that. I want to stay right where you were and where you are. I just welcome the presence of the Holy Spirit to be a calm and confident power in this place. I just... Thank you, God, that you want to speak to us, that we are recipients of your word. And I just release that now in Jesus' name. Will you, will you speak to us and speak uh, in a way that we can take something home? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You guys okay? All right, I want to tell you a story. This is a true story. It's a, kind of actually a, a big lesson for me in my life at this, at, when this happened. But... Um, I, uh, I I told you before when I when I spoke here that I was when I was 22 I had an encounter with the Holy Spirit that, that radically changed my life. You know it was I, I loved God I wanted to be a servant of God I tried to give my life to Jesus I mean all the things but when I actually had an encounter with the Holy Spirit where I made an exchange with Him things got way better and I began to be led by the Holy Spirit. Okay and He gave me power to overcome junk in my life and you know I just started to change and the one of the the most powerful pieces of that was that I began to talk with God you know like not talk at God because we can do that a lot but talk with him and specifically I I began to he began to speak to me right and it wasn't like hey you know it wasn't audible it was it was, in my, it was in my mind, it was in my heart, it was in my spirit. Like I began to have conversations with God. And around this time, I had moved to Atlanta, Georgia to work with a ministry called Armored Outreach with a guy named Brad Fogarty. And uh, we were doing all kinds of stuff. We were speaking at youth camps. We were, you know, hosting Disciple Nows. We were traveling and we were just actually trying to partner with anything that was moving in the right direction, you know? Like if God's doing it, let's do it too. You know, like, don't reinvent the wheel, just push it, you know? And there was this guy that had, this is funny, he was a Christian illusionist, okay? His name was Jim Monroe. His ministry was called The Maze. And he was doing basically like magic shows on college campuses, but he was using that platform to share the gospel. And we ran into him and just struck up a relationship, and he needed help, and we were like, sure. And so we joined his little crew and helped produce his show on these college campuses literally all over the country. It was, it was awesome. And I'm telling you, it was a really powerful ministry. It was very effective. I saw tons of college students just give their life to Jesus because they were like, oh my gosh, everything else is a lie. Jesus is the truth. You know what I'm saying? It was just so clear to them. It was such a clear presentation. And um, it, it was a lot of fun. We flew all over the place. And, and the show was actually produced out of a, a couple of suitcases, you know? Like, because we've had to fly everywhere, and they were specifically my suitcases, okay? The, the guy, Jim, he sequestered my suitcases, and he said, I need to put my stuff in it. You pack your stuff in a carry-on. I did not like that initially when he, uh, when he like, 
kind of told me that that was what was happening. Like, he, like, emptied my suitcase out. He's, like, putting his stuff in. I'm like, but my underwear, you know, whatever. He's, like, just stick in your backpack. And so, like, TSA jacked me up, y'all. They took my toothpaste. They took my deodorant. Like, you know how they are. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. Anyways, I could, I, oh, I could go. And, and um, the, the TSA thing. Anyways, I, I, I was living out of my backpack, essentially, and we're going all over the country, and we actually had to do a show in Maine. Yes, people live in Maine. Um, and it's far, okay? Doesn't matter where you're going from, Maine is really far away. And we had this uh, flight, uh, I think going out of Detroit, and we were in this tiny airplane on this podunk airline. I don't even remember what it was, but the plane was small. Like, you know, like two seats and one seat? Do you know what I'm talking about? And like, it has one stewardess, and one bathroom, and the bathroom is opposite of two seats. You know what I'm saying? It's like a really small airplane, and we're on it for a long flight. Three plus hours, we're on this flight. And um, anyways, we, we get there, I stuff my backpack into that thing or whatever. It's, on, it's above me or whatever, and I sit in my chair next to Brad. I'm in like the middle of the plane. And uh, old Jim, he decides to come back and take more from me, you know? He's like, hey, can you switch seats with me? I want to I want to talk to Brad. And I was like, no, I'm good. <laughs> like, no, you know, I'm mad. And uh, he's like, no, please, 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 look, just trade with me. You know, we just got to have a discussion. I'll trade back with you later or whatever. And I was like, ah. you know, whatever. And he's like, come on. And I was like, fine. So I get up. I go to the front. He's in the very front. He's on the first row to his seat. And I look, and there's somebody sitting next to him. And it's an elderly gentleman like, he's, he's very old, and he's got some sort of disability, okay? I'm not trying to make fun. I'm not trying to make light of it. It's a real thing, but he's, he's like, drooling a little bit. He's kind of shaky, and he's very slurred in his speech, and, you know, I'm kind of like, I look at this gentleman. I look back at Jim, and he's like, you know, and I'm kind of like, did you just do this? Like, what is going on, you know? I, like, sit down, and, and immediately, this gentleman introduces himself. His name is Earl, and he just lays into me with his entire life story, you know, like I'm sure he just did with Jim, you know, and uh, he, just, he just starts it up like we've been best friends forever, and he's got his ticket in a necklace around his neck, you know, like someone's shipping him. Do you know what I'm saying? He's being shipped somewhere, and he's, he doesn't know what's going on. He's just there. He's happy to be alive. He's telling me about it, and it goes on and on and on, right? And, like, we're an hour in. He hasn't stopped. We're an hour and a half in. He's not letting up. We're two hours in. He's got more, and it's the same stuff a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And I'm kind of like, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to be kind to him. I don't want to be rude or anything, but I'm kind of also, like, done a little bit. Have you ever been there? Okay, I'm not trying to be rude. I'm, I know it looked rude, but I'm just saying, like, he hasn't, he's got some pretty severe stinkiness, you know, coming out of the mouth, you know, the whole thing. And uh, finally, I, he gets distracted by something. I throw on my headphones and, like, you know, and I know y'all have done that before. <laughs> Don't pretend like I'm the bad guy. No, I'm just saying it's, I was like, I got to get out of the situation, you know. And uh, he still talks to me, but I just, you know, and, I'm sitting there, I've been listening to my music for a little bit, and I begin to smell something else, okay? That smells a lot like a toot, okay? But the toot is not going away. 
okay? And it lingers, and it gets stronger. And so I, I took my headphones off, and I said, hey, hey, Earl. And he's like, yeah. I was like, do you need to go to the bathroom? He's like, uh-huh. I was like, oh, okay. You know, so I, I flagged the stewardess, and she comes over, and I said, I think Earl needs to use the restroom. She's like, oh, yeah, I'll help him. I was like, okay, great. Well, when he stands up, it's very clear what, what is going on, okay? That's a, that wasn't a faint smell. It was a strong smell. And he begins to make his way to the back just like this, holding on to the chair. He's walking this fast. I'm not lying. And I was like, all right. You know, like I like go back to my music, and he's still right here, you know? He's just making his way. You know, I listen to a song, and look, he's still right here, you know? He's just cruising so slow. And I mean, poor guy, I mean, I'm not making fun of him. I'm just saying that's just really what was happening. And I was like, man, I start listening to my music and I hear God, just tell me. He's like, hey, go help. What? You know, like, <laughs> nah, that was, I just made that up, Cody, you know? Go, go help. Go help what? You know, like, no, no, what? I'm like looking around like somebody talking to me, you know? Go, go help Earl. I like look over, he's still right there, you know? I'm like, he's good, he's good. He's got Denise, you know, like everything's fine. You know, it's good. He's like, Kyle, get up and go help him. I'm like, God, no, you, this is not what you're asking me to do. You're thinking of something else, you know? Like, I'm not, no. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't, I don't want to. Jerry, no. Hey, Kyle, I want you to, I just, I did this. I, I do not recommend this, but I turned my music up because I thought maybe I could, like, drown this out. It's stupid. It's so dumb. Don't do that. I start to turn my music up. He goes, if you don't, I go, okay, you know, and I put my stuff down. I get up. I walk. When I tap Denise on the shoulder, she was like, you know, I was like, I'll help Earl. She goes, pew. <laughs> she was gone, you know? I think she went to fly the plane. I don't know. <laughs> we, we make it back there, you know? Get back to the bathroom. I'm like, all right, Earl. He's like, I'm like, all right, what do you want to do, you know? And he's like, I'm like, all right, well, here we go. So I turned to the people who were sitting right here. It's like, I'm going to help this gentleman go to the restroom. Is, is that all right? We can't both fit. I mean, two people can, you shouldn't, you know. And uh, the door's going to be open. They're like, yeah, there's no problem. And so this is, this is where we're at, y'all. This really happened. This elderly gentleman stood there, and I took his pants off. I took his shoes off. took his socks off. He just, we slowly worked it all out and pulled his underwear down and it's exactly what you think it was. Is it, Whatever you want to imagine, that's what it was, okay? <laughs> However bad you want to go, you do it. You go bad, because it was bad. And I took that and put it in the trash, you know, and like began to clean this guy up, front to back, back to front, all everything, you know what I'm saying? It was, it was nasty. And uh, he just stood there. He just stood there, very peaceful, very calm. Didn't try to tell me another story. He just stood there. And uh, I got, to, got them all cleaned up. Well, you know what I realized? And I, maybe you're making the connection too. God knew. But uh, my clothes are 
in the overhead compartment, and I got a fresh pair of underwear in there. They would normally be under the plane, but because God knows everything, he put them up on top. I, marked, I said, Earl, I need you to stay right here. He's like, okay. I said, no, don't move. He goes, okay. I went and got that pair of underwear. It's still sitting over Jim because he's in my seat. I'm like ripping this thing out, and he's like, hey, man, what's going on back there? I go, don't talk to me, you know? I go back there. You know what those say? They fit perfect. They were perfect. And it's crazy is my mom had just sent them to me. I know I was poor back then, all right? She bought me underwear and sent me big packages of underwear. They were brand new, never worn. That's crazy, right? Slipped them right on him, got his pants back on, shoes, socks, the whole shebang, get Denise back there. She starts to help him out, and I clean the bathroom because it's it's everywhere, y'all. <laughs> Just use your imagination. And clean it all up. Finally get back to my seat. Sit down next to Earl. <sighs> I can't believe that just happened. You know, like, oh, my goodness. And you know what he did? Tapped me on the leg. I look over at him. The most sober look on his face. Eyes clear, sincere, no slur, no no any kind of like alteration. He just looks at me and he goes, thank you. Thank you. Y'all, it was spiritual. I'm not messing around. That was the most pure thing I'd ever heard. It went straight into my heart. It was gratitude, real gratitude from someone who could not help himself, from someone who was unable to affect his situation. And he was truly grateful. And in that moment, I saw something in him that I did not have. I didn't have gratitude in my life like that. If somebody, I mean, flipped the table, I don't even know what I would have done. And who would have helped me? But God had a plan and he used it and he showed me in that moment that gratitude truly matters. Out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And Earl had, had it on the inside. And man, I know that's a weird story. It's crazy. I, I would just hope that you would remember it and it would, it would remind you of this principle of gratitude. Like it's a real thing. It's a kingdom principle. And let me tell you something else. He followed it up. This is no lie. He tapped me again. I said, yeah. And he goes, do you know what I had for dinner last night? <laughs> Who says that? You know? <laughs> I was kind of like, I, I have an idea, you know? He goes like this. He goes, sloppy Joe. Just like that. I'm not lying. I'm not lying. Y'all, I was like, that checks out, you know? Brad called me sloppy Joe for months, y'all. It was crazy. It's unbelievable, right? Uh, I know it's... it's it's 100% true, and only God could have set that up because he wanted me to have that, that principle, like kind of rock solid, like it matters that you're grateful. Um, I'll tell you straight up, I really believe that your willingness to be grateful is a barometer for your heart health. I'm serious. Like, I think your heart posture is expressed, it, it comes out of your, if it's right, it'll come out of your lips, you'll testify about it. Because we all know ungrateful people. We know that it's not right here. There's something wounded here. There's something that's off here. And those issues prevent any kind of positive uh, like expression, you know? And uh, 
It's just, it's what Jesus said, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so this morning, if you will allow me, I would like to just kind of walk you through the scriptures of why gratitude is going to be so impactful, how it's going to change your life, how it can really affect your faith. And I want to marry it with what Keith talked about last week. If you were here, he talked about being real and then being in faith. If you haven't heard that, you should check it out on the YouTube. It's awesome because he literally said, if you, if you can understand how to be real with, with yourself, with God, with others, then you can actually get somewhere. Because being fake doesn't get you anywhere. But being real affords you the opportunity to actually say, say what's on the inside. And when you do that, you can move into faith. He said, you start with real, you end with faith. And I really believe, and I'm gonna show you this morning, that I believe that gratitude is a huge component of that. It's right in the foundation of that whole process. Um, and uh, I, just think, I just think it's missing. It's missing a lot, you know? It's... Uh, you know that song, Gratitude, by Brandon Lake? I was thinking about this on the front row a minute ago. Why did that song get so huge? I think it's because everyone's like, oh my gosh, I don't even do that. I really think that. I really think that it was like, it was such a ma magnificent like expression because it was such a need. And so I want to show you a couple of things. Let's start with Psalm 100. This is very popular. I'm sure you'll recognize this. Yes, it's the whole chapter, but it's very small. It's called a psalm of thanksgiving. It says this, Shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness and delight. Come before his presence with joyful singing. We just got to do that, all right? We're, so far, we're one for one. Great. Know and fully recognize with gratitude that the Lord himself is God. It is he who made us, not ourselves, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with a song of thanksgiving and his course with praise. Be thankful to him. Bless and praise his name for the Lord is good. His mercy and loving kindness are everlasting. His faithfulness endures to all generations. I'm going to tell you this. Gratitude gains you, gains us access. And, every, and, and I'm sure you've heard this before, but let me, let me describe it to you. You know your phone's got a passcode, Right? And you got to use your face, you got to use your numbers. It's the same thing with heaven, but gratitude is that key. That's what affords us access is when we actually get into gratitude. And I'm, I'm, let me show you an example of that in Psalm 95. If you had your Bible, turn back a couple pages. If you don't, look at the screen, but it's right here. It says, Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our maker, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. See how it's connected to Psalm 100? It's very similar. It's talking about how we belong to God. And listen to what it says. Today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts and become spiritually dull, as in what happened to the Israelites in these two places, Meribah and Massah. I'll tell you about that in a second. In the wilderness, when your fathers tested me, they tried me even though they had seen all the cool stuff I can do, even though they knew what I was capable of. For 40 years, I was grieved and disgusted with that generation, and I said, they are a people who err in their heart. They do not acknowledge or regard my ways. Therefore, I swore in my wrath, they absolutely shall not enter my rest." They shall not enter, have access to the promised land. This is what happened. In both of those places, Meribah and Massah, the people of Israel got into a situation where their situation looked worse 
And the, the, the very first expression that they gave, the very first thing that came out of their mouth was complaining. Both of those situations. They chose to not be grateful, and they chose to be ungrateful, and they even said stuff like, it had been better if we had just died in Egypt than be right here at this moment. How drastic is that? So ridiculous. You would rather go back and be slaves? You would rather go live where you had nothing and you were beaten for doing things that you didn't get to take the benefit of. It's, it's asinine. It's crazy. But that was the expression that came out. You know why? Because their heart was hard. Because they became spiritually dull. And because out of the overflow of that heart, ungrateful. And that denied them access to the promised land. That it, that right there, that's insane. If, and it, if that is what's happening in the physical, then that's a picture of what happens in our spiritual lives. Because we have the opportunity to actually take control of what's going on on the inside of us and then let gratitude come out because gratitude is the thing that unlocks that thing. Let me ask you something. Have you ever felt like you're just knocking on heaven's door with no answer? <laughs> have you ever felt like there's a ceiling in your room and your prayers just bounce off of it? Do you think maybe this is it? I'm talking to myself too. Don't feel like I'm like coming down on anybody. I'm just saying, do you think maybe this is the, the culprit that, that gratitude has not been cultivated in our lives? It's not, it's not the first thing on our heart. In fact, the first thing was to react with a complaint. Can't believe they said that to me. Can't believe I'm in this situation. I can't believe they would think that about me. I can't believe I don't deserve that. Do they even know? Who would say that about me? You know what I'm saying? Like all these things, this is like the posture of our heart. And these are the things maybe we say, but we definitely think. And those, that is, that's what's coming out. Well, no wonder. No wonder it feels so hard between you and God. And because and the other option is God just doesn't like you. And that's not what the Bible says. You know what I'm saying? The Bible says he is a good God. He's a good father. The Bible says he's ready to respond. The Bible says he looks to and fro throughout the earth searching for those whose heart is completely his so that he may strongly support that person. Well, that's, if that's my God, then what's the breakdown? The breakdown's right here. Has it been difficult to maintain peace in your life? Are you searching for that? Are you looking for that? Are you trying to figure out how to do it? Like, I just need more, more music, you know? I just need another activity. I just need to cut this activity. I just need to not spend time with that person. I need to spend time only with this person. But the peace isn't there. Why? Because it starts right here. I want to show you another verse. This is in Philippians 4. Philippians 4, verse 4. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness, actually, in other words, gentleness, in other words, character, be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So if you, if you reject this hardness of heart, you reject this, this moment of like, 
stuck in a situation, I don't know what to do, I'm overwhelmed, I'm stressed out, I don't know how to deal with this. If you reject that course of action and the complaints that follow and embrace thanksgiving and a real conversation with God, just like what Keith talked about, a real conversation, I don't know what's going on, God, but I need your help, then this is the answer. It says, and the peace of God is released. The peace of God, which surpasses our understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Can I just be honest? Grace activates peace. So we got grace, grace is, uh, sorry, not grace, gratitude, my bad. Gratitude is what is gonna gain us access, but then gratitude activates the peace that we need. It's what brings us into that and affords us that place. Look, I'm not saying that it's easy, okay? But it's simple. This is the process. Those things are not equitable. They're not the same thing. Sometimes we think, oh yeah, easy and simple is the same thing. It's not. This life with God is not easy, but there are some simple principles that he has given to us. If we will just follow those and put those in our lives, they work. I'll tell you, last night, I'm sitting with Jack. Jack's had a cold or something in his head for like three days, just snot everywhere. Eyes are all gummed up. I don't know what's going on. He's just having a hard time. He can't sleep long because he's got so much drainage. It wakes him up. It's just... You know what I'm saying? It's just not a good situation. It's terrible for him because he's so little and I just want him to be better. And it's like, I've prayed for people so many times, laid my hands on people and it's like, done. Why is it not done? You know? And I'm frustrated. I'm holding him. He's crying. I'm rocking him. He's just trying to get comfortable. He's trying to breathe. It's all, you know, in there and everything. And I'm just like, God, can I just be real for a second? Like, what is going on? Why is this taking so long? What is, what is happening right now? What, what do you want from me? What do you want from him? What do you want from you? I'm just, I'm just trying to be real. I don't have the right answers. I don't have the, the key, but I'm just trying to be real. And he begins to just speak over me. He says, just thank me. So I did. I didn't want to. It wasn't easy, but I just started to thank God. I thank you that my son is going to be whole. I thank you that you're going to clear this up and he can breathe. I thank you that he'll sleep all night. You know what happened? Slept all night. I mean, it's not totally done. I don't understand all the intricacies of it, but it works, y'all. It works to change your heart posture away from the, the thing that wants to drive you to be an enemy of God and to blame somebody or blame something. You know what I'm saying? That's the enemy. He wants to tell me, well, there's no way you can preach tomorrow. Your kid's sick. There's no way you're going to have a testimony that's powerful. I mean, well, look at your own home. That's what he tries to tell me. And I'm caught up in that. I'm like, oh, no. And I start to want to get into a complaining thing. And God says, don't do that. Change right here. You have the authority to say to your soul, oh, soul, let's get on God's side. Do you know what I'm talking about? That's you. You have that authority. You have that right as a child of God, as a person who believes in Jesus. You have the authority to go, no. What I'm going to talk about right now and what I'm going to focus on is heavenly. I don't want to, but I'm going to. Man, I'm struggling to try to, but I get to, so here I go. You, do you know what I'm talking about? I'm telling you, y'all, the enemy's just so tricky, so sly, so sneaky. He's like, nah, it's messed up. It's messed up. 
You can't get, ah, there's no way to get out of this situation. That is a bold-faced lie. And it's not from heaven, it's from hell. Man, I'm done with that. I know what my soul needs. It needs, a, it needs God. Well, where's he? He's somewhere where I can have access to, thank you, God, that you're with me. Done. Thank you that this is not my reality. Even though it feels so real, my reality is actually I'm seated in heavenly places and I'm taking Jack with me. I'm telling you, y'all, it's, it's a different game. It's something totally different and it's missing. It's missing. It just matters. You would say, Kyle, come on, you don't know my situation. You don't know how jacked up it is. You know how many times I've asked already. You know how hard it is. You know how much distrust is there. You know how much I'm mad at this person or, or wounded by this thing. You don't know. And you're right. I don't. But I got another verse for you. Is that all right? Look at this. This is 1 Thessalonians. Rejoice always. Don't want to. Pray without ceasing. I got tired. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Well, what's God's will for my life? Apparently to just be grateful. But, I mean, like this situation is different, right, because it's really hard. I don't know. Does it fall outside of all? No. In everything. So what does that mean? Gratitude has no limits. Gratitude has no boundaries. There is no threshold that you can't cross because guess what? You can be thankful anytime you want. Green eggs and ham, right? Be thankful in the car, be thankful at the light, be thankful in the store, be thankful on the mic. You know what I'm saying? Like just, just let it flow. I can do it anywhere. I can do it there, here. I can say it about anything. Why? Because he's good. And that's what I want to hear. That's what I want to focus on. That's what I want coming out of my mouth. That's what I want to be just bathing my child. Not this complaint, not this fear, not this anxiety, not this when will this ever happen. It is happening. Thank you. Because it has no limits. You going to be thankful something already happened? You going to be thankful for something that hadn't happened yet? He's just looking for it. Y'all, this is crazy, but this is the last thing. Do you know that Thanksgiving is a form of sacrifice? For real. Like in the Old Testament, there were five ways to offer a sacrifice because in the Old Testament, before Jesus gave his life, the only way to atone for sin, to pay for sin, was for something to die. Did you know this? And so if you messed up, you lied, you cheated, you steal, you had adultery, whatever it is, whatever it is that you did wrong, you had to pay for that sin with the, with the death of an animal. That's what God set it up. I didn't make it up. That's what he did. And that sacrifice paid for you to be right. And there was a whole burnt offering. There was a guilt offering. There was a sin offering. There was a grain offering. But the last one was called a, a thanksgiving offering, a thanksgiving sacrifice. And you know what that Thanksgiving sacrifice was tied to? Nothing. Not because you did something wrong, not because you did something right, but because you wanted to. 
you know the Bible calls it a peace offering? Some translations, they translate it as a peace offering. Well, we already learned gratitude activates peace. That, that matches up. And the Bible says that this kind of offering, this peace offering, this Thanksgiving offering, is what they call a free will offering. Meaning, you get to do it however you want to do it, whenever you want to do it, as much as you want to do it, as little as you want to do it. Over here, over there, right now, later, you choose. It's just because you decided, I want to. That's, that's why. That's why gratitude is so hard, y'all. Because it is a sacrifice. It is a sacrifice. You have to, <laughs> this is crazy, you have to, you have to decide I'm not going to go down this road, I'm going to go down this road and it's gonna cost me something. It's gonna cost me my, my whole mindset that I had over here. It's gonna cost me my whole delivery of, that I had over here. It's gonna cost me just the way that I was raised, the way that I've been trained to think. But this sacrifice is a free will sacrifice, meaning you get to make it as often as you wanna make it at whatever price you wanna make it because of this, because you love God. And God receives that free will sacrifice, that, th that sacrifice of thanksgiving, and he begins to work on your behalf because he answers to thanksgiving. He responds to gratitude. You gain access you walk out of the limits that you were in, where you were restricted by your complaints, where you were restricted by your situation that was over your head. You step out of those things by adopting the principle of thanksgiving and gratitude and then letting it come out of your lips. You can walk on those steps. Do you see? I mean, it's why it's so hard. It's why people don't wanna do it. It is a sacrifice, but it's one that you are free to make. Do you love God? Thank Him. Do you love God? Be grateful. Choose it. It's your choice. I mean, be willing to take that real step and align your faith in that, in that vein because that's what He's afforded to us. I just think we've practiced the other so much. It's so hard to get it on our tongues. It's so hard to get it into our mindsets, but we have to be willing to. We have to be willing to go for this. Here, let's practice now. Y'all want to? Where are you sitting? If you need to bow your head, if you need to close your eyes, whatever, whatever your expression and posture you want to, what are you willing to be grateful for out of your mouth right here, right now? Why not? What do you want to tell him? God, thank you. Thank you that you gave me your son. Thank you that you gave me new life. Thank you that you're faithful. Thank you that you're holy. Thank you that you make me holy. Thank you for, for putting a spirit of trust in me. Thank you for the person next to me. Thank you for the job you gave to me. 
Thank you for the house. Thank you for the kids. Thank you for the provision. You pick. What will you open up and be grateful for? You're going to gain access. You're going to be in his presence. You're going to receive peace. You're going to walk without limits. Sin is limiting, but God's holiness is unlimited. And we walk into that with a heart of gratitude, with lips that testify that he is better. He is just so much better. God, I just thank you for this time. I pray that you would allow us to be grateful. I mean, we teach our kids, say thank you. It's our turn. But we say thank you to you. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening. We hope you felt encouraged by today's message. If you need prayer or would like to connect with us, find us on social media or by going to renewlifechurch.com.